there's like a whole backstory. I don't know if you want to list, but um, it's your episode, Melissa. So um, we had talked about being done having kids. Oh, I don't know if I want to go there. And um, basically, he said so he didn't want to get a vasectomy because he's a Mexican, typical fucking Mexican man. Um, and of course I took it upon, I mean, us Mexican women are always doing the fucking most for the wrong people. And I took it upon myself to make an appointment because I, we talked about us being done with kids and this was in, at the end of 2019. And so I set my appointment to get my tubes tied and all the while, like December, January to I had my appointment in February, beginning of February. Um, he sat with me in the hospital and everything uh, and let me tie my tubes while he knew he sh- the other woman, he had someone else pregnant. So that part. <clears throat> so then in April, when he told me, that April, when he told me he had someone else pregnant, um, that's when I realized like, oh, wow, you, you, you fucking sat with me in the hospital and let me tie my tubes. Why would you do that? His response was, uh, the joy of children laughing around you. These are the of you. It is true, the making. What's up, good people? How you doing? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's your host, Mr. D713 with Everything Culture. And we're back with you with another Makers of You. And tonight, this afternoon and this morning, we have Melissa. How you doing, Melissa? I'm doing good, and yourself? I am pretty awesome. Um, You know, for the folks that may not know me, I'm Drake. And, you know, we do the Makers of You. This is an intro to our guests Prior to their intro, this is basically prior to them coming on to a, a, another show where we have a panel of guests and we have conversations about, you know, different things in culture, society, and their expertise in life or just their thoughts, where they would like to share. But tonight we're talking all about Melissa. All right. Melissa P. Or Melissa Perez. What would you like me to call you tonight, Melissa? What, Melissa, whatever, Mal, whatever. Melly, oh, look, 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 look at these A-listers. All right, all right. So, once again, it's around 30 questions or so. Um, quite a, a few of them open-ended. Sometimes I might ask you a question, and you're going to ask me another question, and I'll be like, it's up to you, all right? Because, really, the makers of you. So, however you want to respond, it's the correct way, you know? It's no right or wrong answer. It's your answer. It's your response. So, we're all here for it, okay? Okay. All right. You feeling good? Yeah. All right. Let's shake and bake. All right. So first question we have for you tonight, Melissa, how would you define Melissa? Mm, I would say selfless, loving, determined, ambitious and just all around a good 
I have a big heart. I'm a good-hearted woman. Mm. I'm passionate. Okay. Okay. Thank you. About about everything I do, though. Everything. Like everything. everything. My kids. Relationships, friendships, all that. All right. Thank you. Work. Work. Okay. Okay. It's all around you. You passion. You can put your all into it. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. What culture or what cultures do you represent? Um, Hispanic, Latina. Uh, my dad's from um, Sonora, Mexico, and my mom's from here, Arizona. So just off right the borders like right 45 minutes from here okay huh what do you identify as uh latina american mexican american to me those are the same i know some people don't think that but to me those are the same one and the same no i feel it i'm steady learning more and more about this especially since moving from texas to seattle I'm seeing a different perspective and thought process, but it's all welcome and, you know, every day is school day. All right. So where are you from? Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, Arizona. Now, is it as hot as it is everybody say it is in Tucson? Yes, Phoenix is even hotter, but I think the hottest is gotten here. It's like 122 at one point. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, I'll be thinking 110 is hot. 122. Nah. Yeah, it's dry. It's dry heat. It's not. It's not a good feeling. I mean, your AC don't even work right in that kind of heat. It's nasty. Yeah. Okay. Well, nasty. I'm not, just saying it to my perspective. It may some people may be feel comfortable with that. I don't know who, but not me. So, <laughs> so how old are you? Do you mind sharing? Um, this month on the 25th, I'll be 38. Oh, happy early birthday. So, you know, usually the next question I'll have on down the list is, I think what that would make you a, a, I see? Aries. Aries. Okay, you're Aries. All right. But I'm not like the typical Aries is what I've always said, oh, you're an Aries. I mean, I think I've grown out of that. Not like the aggressive, uh, temperamental. I can be that, but I'm not like that all the time. Learn to have a little bit more control over yourself. Oh yeah, I've done. I've had therapy in my life, so yes. <laughs> hey, you already know how we feel like there. Y'all already know how we feel about therapy on making you and on everything culture. You know we support that. Okay, okay. So, how would you define your childhood and upbringing? Mm. <laughs> um, I would say a struggle. Um, I lived with my mom and my dad were together, like living in the same home up until I was five. And then we were in shelters and plenty of shelters. And then she finally, my mom finally got on the list for the projects and we moved into there. We lived there. And my dad was in and out of our lives. He'd come and visit us, but we didn't understand, you know? And um, it was not till my mom, till we, my mom and my sisters and my brother um, and I got into an accident. I want to say 
maybe nine or 10 years old I was when she won like a lawsuit and she had the money to build the house that we had after, mm, I think around 12, no, 11. I was 11 when we moved into that house. Oh, wow. So yeah, it was, uh, yeah, my dad was a very, very, very domestic violence, abusive man to my mom. That's all we knew. So that's how we, and my sisters and I are very, um, We, we, I was, I should say, I can speak for myself. I was a lot like what my, how my dad and my mom allowed us to see a lot of abuse. And I mean, a lot of abuse done to us too. So. Wow. Yeah. First of all, thank you for sharing with us. You know, we really, we really appreciate transparency and openness of our guests. Um, and we give it in the same way. Um, you know, I would take care of yourself, but <clears throat> with life these are things that hit us sometimes but yeah. seriously thank you for sharing with us about yeah. that um, i mean i wouldn't be truthful i wouldn't I, I i hate liars so i wouldn't be honest i wouldn't be myself if i wasn't being honest so well this is the making some melissa so that's what we get <laughs> y'all make sure to tune in all right so what were the roles of your caregivers coming up like what did they do mm. No. My dad was always the provider up until my mom didn't want to be with them. Then he wasn't. Uh, my nana, which is my nana Berta, which Berta, which is my dad's mom, and my nana Clarita, which is my mom's mom, they took a big part in my life, and they raised us. Um, they helped my mom a lot because she had six kids, uh, five girls. We were all teenagers at the same time. And it was actually four of us were. It was it was intense, definitely intense. We were kind of wild. We jumped, you know. So my nana would keep an eye on us, her mom, my nana Clarita. Um, we live next door to her. So I had my nana Clarita, my nana Berta, my tia Gloria, which is a second mom to me. She took me in when I was 14 when my mom kicked me out of, of her house. And then my tia Terry that took me in... Um, when I was 17, for the when, which was the last time my dad laid his hands on me. Mm. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. It, it, you mentioned that you have five siblings. Six. Yeah, Six. five. Okay. Five from my mom and my dad, and then two others, one before my mom and one after my mom. Okay, okay. So, seven. All right, all right. Yeah. And where do you fall in the lineage of your siblings? Um, the se well, my dad's oldest son, we didn't grow up with. My dad sh introduced us to him literally the night before he went to prison for five years. Mm. And um, I was the only sister that wrote to him because I wanted to know him. I wanted to know who he was um, and why we never met him. And then um, my sister, Jessica, is, she'll be, actually, she just turned 41. And then myself, I'm the second or third, I guess, third of my dad's, second of my mom's, the second oldest. But I took, I would say I took more of the caregiver or the older girl's role, older daughter's role, because my sister Jessica had three kids that she didn't um, necessarily raise. She lost them to CPS. So me and my mom had took uh, um, custody, I guess, CPS gave us a uh, placement of, so... I was raising kids since 
I mean, she, she had her baby at 16. I was 11, uh, 12. Yeah. Yeah. And that was going to be a question that I was, I'm going to bring in now is when did you have your first sense of responsibility? Well, my mom had my little brother and sister, which my brother's going to be 30 this year. My sister's going to be 29. They're like 10 months apart. So she had them very close in age, which is why my Nana, her mom always had to help her. And we were always with her, but we took a lot of responsibility once my mom started, had those two kids, like literally way after my dad. Wait, wait, like my dad had his own girlfriend and everything and she got pregnant. So, um, by my dad. So we're, we all have the same parents and, um, let me see. Maybe nine, eight. Mm. Yeah, we were in the projects, and we had to. T- I had to take care of my my little sister and brother. And yourself, don't get yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah. Uh, it is. So. So, where do you consider home now? Um, like place. What do you mean? Anywhere. Like once again, open it. Where do you consider home? Uh, honestly, home is where my kids are. I don't have a strong, uh, relationship with my mom. So home is where my kids are. Cause my, to me, my kids are my home. I've, uh, definitely, definitely lost a lot of myself when I got into the only relationship I had and I had my kids with him. Um, so my home is where my kids are and they live with me full time. So, I mean, they go with their dad every other weekend mm-hmm. but sometimes not that oh. okay. how old are your kiddos uh, my daughter will she's 16 she'll be 17 in July but it's so scary to say and my son is going to be 14 on the 18th we're a week apart oh you got some teenagers okay that built different <laughs> all right it is different it is it's it's hella different because all my friends are I have a lot of friends that are just having babies and I'm like, Oh God, I can't imagine not sleeping at this age (laughs) when they're sick. I don't sleep. So I just, Oh, I just pray for them. (laughs) You're appreciated on all sides. (laughs) Once again, y'all are listening to the makings of Melissa. So going into our next question, um, what were and what are your beliefs? Um, my beliefs are honestly a strong relationship with Jesus, our Lord and Savior, God. Um, I was, I don't know, I don't use the word Christianity because it just kind of gives people make it a bad word, I guess they kind of throw salt on it for what it is. But to me and what it means to be, I go to a Baptist church now, but for me, to me and what it means for me to be a Christian, um, is a relationship with Jesus. So I just try to root myself in his word. And I can honestly thank my Nana Bertha for that because, um, my older sister and I, we were baptized Catholic Mm-hmm. And we have Ninas and we have Ninas. But now um, I think my mom converted before we were, before I was one. So um, 
yeah, I mean, all I know is uh, the gospel. So, I mean, and that's how I raise my kids. And it's funny because a lot of people uh, will come up to me in public and ask me, like, just my kids' mannerisms are different than kids of nowadays. Mm-hmm. And people, and my even my friends tell me, I forget that your daughter's 16. She just, she, she, I let her be a kid because that's something I, that was taken from me. So I let her be a kid. So she wants to go to a quinceanera or she wants to go to a party. Like I explained to her all the things that can happen. So in that, she'll take her own water bottle, her own snacks (laughs) in her purse. And I'm just like, just be responsible. Like remember candy isn't candy nowadays, even if it looks like it's sour candy, (laughs) you know? Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, candy wasn't so, candy when we was coming up too. So I know, that's right? the thing. It's like I, I, I talked to a lot of my peers um, that have kids, a lot of my friends, and they expressed it. You know, this wild these kids, and I'm like, y'all don't remember how we were at that age? I'm like, come on now, like we were doing some wild stuff too. Did y'all forget? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, me and my friend talked about that the other day. She's like, oh, I let my daughter, you know, have a whole party. Some a little, a little extreme, I think. Like a whole party with her friends, and they buy all the liquor. She's buying all the liquor, and I'm like, "Girl, <laughs> girl." <laughs> She's she trying and to be then, that cool parent. It was always that there's one. A, cool there's parent. a line. There's a line, baby girl. You got to draw. That's not. That's not okay. Like you. Yeah, to each their own, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm going to do. <laughs> hey, we have to do the makings of your friend to see how we got there in a first place, you know. But that's that we talking about the makers of my list today, so mm-hmm. we'll get to it. So, yeah. and but thank you for sharing. What was the um, question? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was like, but you, hey, well, you hit it. That's enough. We ain't got to worry about that. Okay, but our next one is, what or who have been the biggest influence in your life? Mm. My Nana Bertha, which is my dad's mom, and this girl, uh, she was a teacher. Um, Her name was Gloria. I recently, about three or four years ago, maybe three years ago, found her on Facebook. I'd been looking for her for years, and I couldn't find her, and I finally found her. And we still have this, to this day, she still lives here in Tucson, and we still haven't made time to get together. It's just busy. I know, I know, I know. But yeah, Gloria's been a big influence because there was a time in my life I was going to alternative school to like try to accelerate because in high school I had to drop out a lot because my sister kept having kids. So I had to help. <laughs> so um, I didn't go to school. I think I started junior year and then I didn't finish. So I was behind. And I had a, um, that was the only time my mom accepted me back home when I was actually uh helping her with the kids, with Jessica's kids. So, um, but uh, I was going to give up like in school and all, like in my head, I was like, I know school's going to get me out of like poverty, out of, I love to learn whether it's just anything anyone can teach me. I just love to learn. I want to soak it up like a two-year-old. I just, I love to learn whether it's something that has to do indirectly with me just anything I just love to learn so I I've always said um and she saw that in me and she used to tell me don't give up Miha um you have she used to call me her starfish so she put my name in to be like this um guest speaker 
Um, and the year that I graduated from there, I was 20. I was 20 when I finished my last like half a credit. And then I graduated, like walked when I was 21 and my dumb ass got pregnant. So when I was walking, I was pregnant. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's okay. Cause now she's almost 17. <laughs> <laughs> it all works out. Right, right. But yeah, Gloria was a big influence. She kept me and just kept my mind right because I didn't have anybody. I really didn't have anybody to... Um, the aunt that I lived with at the time, the Thea that I lived with, she was uh, uh, real about... She was big about me helping her. I had Everywhere I stayed, I had to pay. So I've always like um clean my dad's house uh i did housekeeping for my dad's uh two dentist friends an attorney friend or two attorney friends and a dentist um and that kept my money coming in i've always had to pay for my own phone since i was like 14. my first job was at 14 actually i worked at wiener schnitzel so it was just always i was always doing something but i always kept myself in school it just took a hell of a long time because i didn't have a stable roof over my head Mm. Throughout all throughout all high school, I actually like couch surfed. So, luckily, I had a lot of friends, a lot of friends, because my cousin uh, Abel and I are a month apart or so, and all his friends from like football, ba basketball, baseball, guy friends saw me like a little sister, and all my girlfriends saw him like a brother, you know. So, yeah, and a lot of his friends took me in. Like his mom, their moms would let me sleep on their sofas and I would never overstay my welcome. Maybe two days at the most. Wow. So, I did not yeah. expect to have all of this today. But listen, thank you. I'm, I'm learning so much about you. Once again, we really appreciate you sharing your your upbringing, your childhood with us. And man, this, this is what we love with the makings of you here on Everything Culture. So... This piggybacks from what you just expressed about your educators, but how do you feel about your education so far in life? Mm, I wish I would have stayed in for my master's. Um, so I, I, I have a bachelor's of science in criminal justice with a concentration in management. And I have my associates in justice administration. I think I did well for myself especially coming from where I came from, I do think I can always do better. And I've always wanted to go back for my master's. It's just, it's really hard. And I might, once my son gets, he'll be a freshman next year. So once my son gets a little closer to, um, I mean, I won't, I will, I will only be like 42 by the time he graduates. So I, I, I consider that a little bit young. So hopefully I can go back and get a degree that will pay me well. Love it. Love it. Okay. Okay. So if you could recommend a book, a movie, and a television series, what would you recommend? Mm. I hardly watch TV because I just don't have time. Mm. Don't have to be, it don't have to be anything current. It could be something that you love watching when you was growing up anything what would you recommend like hey you need to watch this i love i absolutely love the color purple i think it has a lot of it's the bird i forced my kids to watch it the first time and 
after that, they loved it too. They don't love it like me, but I love it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go, I'll get some wine. I'll sit down. They're like, what are you watching? I said, the color purple. They're like, oh my God. Cause I watch it that much. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. You obviously don't listen to the makes the you are everything culture because that is my favorite movie of all time. Hands down, like I have it on DVD, I have it on Blu-ray. Um, they took it off Netflix recently, I believe. Um, but I can watch Color Purple anytime I want to. It's, I have it on my phone. Like that is, <laughs> I, I grew up, once again, I know the people who's listening to this right now get tired of me every time somebody say something about the Color Purple and I just go off on this rant because it's true. Like I love yeah. it. Such a good story. Yes. And, Yes. I mean, there was a lot of questions when my kids watched it with me, of course, kept pausing, like upset because they're fucking up the flow of the movie. But yeah, it was a teaching moment. But that's how I started watching it. That's why I became, I used to watch, my mother used to force me to watch it. See, that's what I did with my kids. Yeah. Like my my grandparents, really my grandmother used to force me to watch that movie. And I used to think it was a comedy when I was a little kid. I thought it was just like, because, you know, it's going to rain in your head. It was all this, you know, lighthearted music. And I didn't see all the, really, the trauma until mm-hmm. every time I, like, every, like, two, three years, I you know, I watch it all the time. But every more I matured in life, more I learned things outside. I'm like, this life is, experiences. this is a, yeah, this is all about life experiences. Mm-hmm. And it's such a deep film. And I keep telling people, you need to watch this film, especially if you're a woman. And if you're black, and if you're both, you definitely need to watch it. Yeah. There's trauma, but it's a lesson at the end of it all. But I, I, I digress. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. But that would be the movie. And um, you said a show. Mm-hmm. I love Martin. All right, Martin. Okay. I mean, I just love comedy. I think it's saved when we used to watch it when we lived in the projects. It was just something that made us laugh because there was so much seriousness to our life. So I like it was yeah, yeah. And then did you say book? Okay. Mm, let me see. I'm trying to think of the last book that I read because it's been a minute. Hmm. Can I come? Can I come back to that one? I was just about so you can come back to it. Have you read the co- the color purple the book though? No, I haven't. What? Okay, <laughs> your eyes tell me it all. I'm gonna have to put it this way. Like I- I'm glad that you like it as a movie. I was say like, book out is better though. I think. The book- oh man, you're gonna make me do that tonight. <laughs> the- the person, like the other person, that episode is going to be released this week. Same thing with the color purple. Like, and I was saying, it's like y'all gonna be hearing this conversation two times, so y'all bear with me. But when you read the book or you get on Audible, whatever you can do, just you need to check out the book. It's going to tell so many more stories. Within, like, you're gonna learn, like Squeak, um, Mary Agnes. She has a whole storyline. Like and it's de- like and I'm like, why didn't he put this in a movie? Yeah. This is so- going to be like seven hours. Even with Mister, even with Mister, Mister mm. has a st- you, you gonna feel a different way about Mister too. You'll be like, damn, like it, it really <laughs> gives it, it shows compassion towards everyone. Like, okay, uh, okay, well, I'm definitely gonna do it. Okay, if you can call and have a conversation with three people, any three people, people that you know people that you want to know celebrities 
people that, you know, are no longer here with us in life, you know, or, you know, I don't go throw any people that may be even fiction, you know, what three people would you want to speak with? Uh, damn it. Uh, my Nana, Bertha, and damn it, so it's gonna be good. Oh, um, it happens. Um, No, I'm too damn colors. I turned pink and shit. <laughs> um, let me think. Uh, give me a second. You're fine. You're fine. I, I, I want to say someone else, but I I would definitely say my Nana Clarita because she passed away when I was 11. And we were really close to her. That's my mom's mom. Um, And... I want to say someone that influenced me the most was, um, I don't know, I think, I would say Maya Angelou, because I feel like a lot of her has, in, has been instilled in me, just like, just a lot of her, just her words. And I, and I try to like carry them in my heart and like live by them because I feel like it's there's just a lot of soul to who she was that um that I think needs to be carried in this world it's just a lot of a lot of goodness mm. genuine just genuine good hearted I don't know I just feel like she she lived with passion and uh I just feel that's a good, that she's a good person to kind of look up to. I love it, love it, love it. Um, I would say, you, do you know about her childhood and upbringing? I don't, I haven't, no, I don't. I'm going to send it to you after the show. It's okay. going to, I, I love it. I just found out last week, she had her, 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 her real name is not Maya Angelou. Um, she, her, her name is actually my mother's name. And that's all I know. I like get out of here. Okay, it's so unique. Um, um, Marguerite Johnson. Margaret. Marguerite Johnson. Yes. Marguerite. Okay. Yes. Um. Yeah. Um. What has been an impactful moment in your life? Mm. Welcome to the making. <laughs> Uh, impactful. I would say, I would have to say when I would say recently, uh, let me see. It was the day after Easter. There's a lot of impactful moments, but I'm going to just go back to the very recent one. Mm -hmm. And that has to be the day that 
I was told that my by my kid's dad that um, um, he got someone else pregnant. I feel like that at that moment, because I had only ever been with him since I was 17. He was everything I ever knew. So that moment, it, it was such an impact that it shattered me. But at the same time, it, it shook the fuck out of me for me to realize how much I lost myself. And I mean, lost myself from its core. I just poured myself into a man that I just couldn't, I didn't realize how much I lost myself. Like I absolutely try to please this man with everything that I was that I realized that I gained a bunch of weight. I was so depressed and I always put this facade on. So that, I think that had to happen in order for me to be who I am today. And I, and I, and I'm still, and I'm still a work in progress. So, yeah. Once again, Melissa, thank I'm for real. Thank you for sharing this. This is, you know, opening up with us for this conversation mm-hmm. um, about you. You know, this is this is very vulnerable um, conversation. But I don't say I appreciate it. I know our listeners are appreciating appreciating you as well. If you need to take a break any moment, let us know. <laughs> no, I'm good. That yeah, once yeah. that's over, I'm not drinking no more. <laughs> we're good you know, we, we, we got a live later on tonight so I'll be pulling up too so if you want to join us we rolling so okay. Melissa what is your theme song <laughs> there's a few of them but the one that comes to mind sings it oh lord you don't know your own theme song it's because I play it at the gym and they're tired of me because I play it in the car. I play it. I play it. Oh, sweetie. Is it sweetie? So weedy. So weedy. Let's see if it's that one. It's, it's honestly just on my, it's on my workout um, playlist. playlist. So... And I have it on there like um, multiple times because I feel like it needs to, it boosts me. It boosts me. It really does. There's a honestly. <laughs> but what's the name of the song? Which oh, one? Oh, tap in. Tap in. Oh gosh. But like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not. A, I was gonna honestly. Okay, every song that every morning I listen to. Um, <laughs> I listened to, I used to play this song every morning up until about like four years ago uh-huh. um, for the kids and for myself in the mornings um, to get them ready for school. And it always put them in a good mood because my upbringing, it was always a teardown. Every morning was such a bad day to go to school. Everyone's cussing. Everyone's just, it's crazy. So I play Mandisa Good Morning. Mandisa Good Morning. Okay. Have you heard of it? Uh-uh. Okay, I, may, exactly. I may have, I may have, but I, I'm willing. You know who Mandisa is? Mm-mm. Okay, I'll send you her. But anyways, so, but recently, like the past three years or so, the song that play because I get up at 4.30 in the morning to go work out, the song that plays um, off my Alexa is the um, uh, Kurt Franklin Smile. Oh, I know that one. And then, well, I mean, it plays like his whole just a bunch of songs from him but that's the one that I wake up to 
it just makes me happy. Love it. So. Shout out to Kurt. Shout out to Mandisa. Shout out to Saweetie. We appreciate you giving us these theme songs here to keep us going and rolling in life. Um, yeah, a little bit of Megan. <laughs> uh, I'm not throwing the H-Town hottie, you know. Just Marvin Gaye is my all-time favorite, though. Really? Um, Marvin? Since I was little, every, it's so weird. It, my dad was always a Motown. We grew up in all the... Like, cool and the gang comes, Me, I take my dad. Any, uh, my God, all the old, all the old, all the old good ass soulful singers. I, I'll call my dad. He's the only one. My mom be acting like she's a whole saved and shit. So I'll take my dad. <laughs> Liz, loud and clear, loud and clear. Okay. How do you define joy? Joy. It's whatever makes you happy. It's whatever makes you smile, whatever brings good memories, good thoughts to you, whatever you enjoy doing. Okay, love it, love it. What privileges do you benefit from? (laughs) Privileges. I don't even know how to answer that. I don't know if there is a... <laughs> I don't know is an answer. That is okay. okay. Well, I don't... I don't I don't believe that I benefit from anything because, I mean, <clears throat> all my best friends, I have like a handful of best friends. They they always tell me, oh, you, you, you would probably, because I look Caucasian, they're like, you probably don't get talked to or don't get followed at Walmart. And I'm like, oh, no, I still do. Like, I, if I have too many, if I forget the carreta or the cart uh, um, or the basket, whatever, and I'm walking around with just the stuff in my hand, or there's times, I'm not going to lie, I'll put it in my purse because I'm going to pay for my stuff. So then I'll take it out, scan it. I mean, there's still people that follow me. And so I don't know if I, I can, I can't really say I have any benefits. No, you you fine, you fine. Okay, okay. Let's see. And what areas do you need to heal? I know. I ask everyone that question. Uh, <laughs> uh, um. Um. So I'm told anger isn't a real emotion it's an underlying emotion so i would say like um the pain and the trauma from my childhood yeah that's my mom's and i's relationship my dad's and i's relationship um abandonment let's see Mm. I've learned a lot in the past year since my newfound me, I should say. Or that was two years ago, that was 2020. So, but the first, like, I would say six months or so, I wasn't sure. So the first week I was just, like, livid with anger. So I would say there was a lot of... um, what I am trying to forgive him for, the kid's dad, 
is <laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not a die, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boomy on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. Um, because I kind of worked through most of it. Um, is There's like a whole backstory. I don't know if you want to list, but... Um, this is your episode, Melissa. So, um, we had talked about being done having kids. Oh, I don't know if I want to go there. And um, basically he sat, so he didn't want to get a visectomy because he's a Mexican, typical fucking Mexican man. Um, And of course I took it upon, I mean, us Mexican women are always doing the fucking most for the wrong people. And I took it upon myself to make an appointment because I we talked about us being done with kids. And this was in at the end of 2019. And so I set my appointment to get my tubes tied. And all the while, like December, January, to I had my appointment in February, beginning of February. Um, he sat with me in the hospital and everything uh, and let me tie my tubes while he knew he, sh- the other woman, he had someone else pregnant. So that part... <clears throat> So then in April, when he told me that April, when he told me he had someone else pregnant, um, that's when I realized like, oh, wow, you, you, you fucking sat with me in the hospital and let me tie my tubes. Why would you do that? His response was, uh, because I didn't want you to give another man a baby. And after, and that, that, that I can say is the biggest thing I'm trying to work on because when I think about it, I don't even know if I want a baby. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. I've been having baby fever like a motherfucker. I kind of do. I'm a good ass mom. I love kids. I actually wanted to adopt kids because when I started raising my sister's kids, I'm like, I ain't fucking having no kids. Hell nah. <laughs> nope, I ain't doing this shit. This is too much. I can't because I already lost all my damn sleep when I was before I was a damn teen. So I was like, I'm done. I'm because my sister really, you know, she just did it. Me and my mom did it. So. Um, yeah, I really didn't think I was going to have kids or want, I should say. But I mean, when I met him, of course, I wanted kids, blah, 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 Then my dumbass got pregnant and all that other stuff happened. But yeah, so fast forward to what I was saying. Yeah, uh, that's the part I'm trying to heal the most when it comes to their dad, because I can see him and then I see the baby. By the way, I love that fucking kid. He is the cutest little kid. We were just at my daughter's softball game yesterday. I'll send you pictures. He's so damn cute. 
He's so damn cute. I love my friends tell me I'm fucking crazy. When I went on my cruise, I bought him a little shirt. Like I buy him shit the same way I buy my kids. I just I can't I don't find I can't find it in me. He's not his fault. So I cry over here. Oh he's he's so cute. And what's crazy is that everybody thinks I'm his mom because he's light skinned. <laughs> yeah. My kids are dark skinned, so yeah. Oh, beautiful, but ooh, yeah. ooh, Lord, okay. But I, I, I should go make me a drink. But we, we good. We'll keep it rolling. That, that would have been a hard sip right there. Yeah. Um, wow. So, but it's okay. Like I said, if I if I find me a man, I wouldn't mind having a baby though. A good man, a good husband. I wouldn't mind having a baby. I mean, I still work. <laughs> yeah. So. I got you. I got you. Um. When did you realize you were different? Um, I want to say maybe like five or six. And um, before my skin change, before my vitiligo took over, I had like a big birthmark right here. Like very noticeable. It's not there because... I, I have one too. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, and, um, not only that, but to me, what was different is I was very emotional about everything. My sisters call me crybaby, but I always knew that there was a lot more to me than just, um, than just being like a second oldest child. I was always caring. I was always, um, giving a lot of myself ever since I was little. I don't, my mom always told me that like, I was always giving up my toys just to make other people happy. And I think that's just something that can be a totally bad thing too, because I've learned to, I learned no was a good thing. No, you can say no <laughs> because then you pour too much of yourself into others and then you're depleted. So, but yeah, yes, I was about five or six. Absolutely. Love it. Oh, and the share, um, what age did your vitiligo go into effect, if you can remember? Right when I had my damn son. I was 24. Hmm. It started with a tiny dot under my eye, tiny, and then a tiny one on my boob, my my boob. And then it just, like, it started spreading, not spreading in those spaces, but just spreading everywhere else. And I don't know if you know much about it, but it takes over, like, um, your... Oh. I don't know if I would say private area. I guess they're private areas. It takes over the parts you don't show much. And then it just, then that shit spreads. So it spreads like from the inside out. Or, you know what I mean? The center. My mother had it. Did she? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so I know what you, I was... You kind of told me to shut up. You know what I'm talking no, no, about. No, no. I'll let you talk because this is your episode. Yeah. You know, you... <laughs> This is your conversation with the world, you know. You can. This is good. This is something your kids can listen to, or your grandkids get to know a little mm-hmm. bit more about you. Or you know, this is your thing. So I try to be a little bit quiet at times because okay. I'm I'm still learning from you because I don't know everything. I don't know everything about Melissa. You feel me? <laughs> so, but yeah, I know something. My mother, she really couldn't go out in the sun that frequently, you know, because. Of, oh, did you see that big old hat I had? Yeah, I did. I recognize that. I recognize that. And that, I, that was because everybody thought it was being bougie. I said, no, I'm like so humble. I'm not bougie in the least. I just knew that my my skin. Yeah, I fell asleep one of the days in the wrong 
the sun just hit that thigh and that shit was burnt in a stripe because of the palm trees. So it was like, boom, and it just burned <laughs> fire. It was fire. Oh, no. <laughs> but I did recognize, I think when you um, posted the pictures when you went on vacation, I realized, oh, you got she got a vitiligo. I, like, I did not know that. But it's something that um, I pay attention to. I'm aware to. I, I, I bring it up in this conversation so I want to have more in the future for people that don't know um, what it is and how it affects people and what people are thinking about. Even when, because this was like in the early 90s, mid 90s, when Michael Jackson had it and everybody was teasing Michael Jackson. I was that kid. It was like, he's not lying. You know, that's yeah. just a real thing. <laughs> you know, yeah. he, might have, he might have speeded it up in some weird oh, way, but he definitely speeded it up. He, <laughs> he, he definitely did it, but you know, people don't know how to deal with certain things at times. Yeah. Uh, people have, you know, and being in a spot like that, you know, no matter how rich you may be, mm-hmm. you still, still worry about yeah. other people's perspective of your image, you know? That's so, right. Yeah. But thank you again for sharing. Um, how do you, so I'm trying, I will try to rephrase this question the best way. So when someone passes in your family, how do you and your family go through the process of, funerals or you know what do y'all do for it how do do y'all deal with grief how do y'all not just how do y'all deal with that process how do you celebrate or recognize death so we recently just lost my cousin that was 48 um beat cancer twice and then got covid and passed away in three days and uh it was the same week that my daughter's sweet 16 was Mm. so uh it was hella hard on the family that was just last october and um, so the way we do it in our family is, or um, it's really, I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's the same for, I guess, everybody that I know, Black, Mexican, Native, all families really get together. Um, we get together. We, you know, we try to be there for one another, especially the cousins or the dads or moms that were, um, were the closest to her siblings. Um, or to them. And um, we just share stories about what it was, you know, what our own unique stories that we had with those people and um, leading up into the, you know, making the arrangements, everybody, I guess the closest people to her, um, you know, I mean, to the person that passes has their say. Um, and uh, I mean, it can be, I think like any other family, very, uh, could be hella dramatic, uh, and I mean like drama. She wanted this, she didn't want that, blah, blah, blah. You know, she wants her man there, she wants her baby dad there. It, it, you know, it gets like that. So <laughs> I think it's the same, but <clears throat> it's uh, in in my cousins that are Catholic or the people that have passed that are Catholic, it's different, you know. The rituals, the the praying to the santos and all that other stuff is a lot more. It does the service is a lot more longer when it's like a Christian or a, a Baptist uh, funeral. It's because I've gone to those late, a few of those lately. It's, it's rather quickly just honoring their life, having a celebration of life, eating together, coming together, having a slideshow, uh, music, um, just playing, not for dancing, but you know, to each their own and um just really um you know checking up on each other in the weeks and the months that follow because that grief doesn't go away mm, absolutely 
Thank you. Thank you. Once again, we are with Melissa and y'all are listening to the makings of you with Melissa Perez. Y'all make sure to tune in, make sure to share with a friend, make sure to like and leave a comment. Um, but yeah, so we're going right into it. Thank you. Once again, it's so similar when you're saying how things go for death, but I've been to a cat. I've never been to a Catholic funeral, but I've been to a Catholic wedding, two of them. And when I t- talk about long, I'm like, huh. Oh. I cannot with the wedding. That's why I'm like, when I get married, it's going to be 10 minutes, maybe. <laughs> I don't know how long it takes, but in Jesus' name, maybe. Hey. Roll out. Okay, okay. So, yeah. If you were wealthy beyond all means, you know, money was not an issue. But you had to keep one job, one career. You had to do something. What would that something be? Well, I'd want it to be worth it, but I I don't really need the money. So I would honestly say um, I love social work and I loved working with the kids. Um, It wasn't really stressful. I think you you know this. Um, But what I do now as a resource coordinator and just provide resources to families, whether they're in need or not, or even just direction on where to find these resources. I, I love what I do. I feel like I'm not um, in a stressful, intense position, but I'm still in a helpful one. And to me, I've always, always, always wanted to be some kind of help to anyone that comes across me. Other than tonight, or at this moment, when was the last time you cried? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, when did I have a meltdown? It was Sunday. Yeah, it was Sunday. Um, I told you my daughter's 16. So she came for me. And, of course, you know. A social worker or a, a former social worker can't be having CPS called on her ass for snatching her kids. So I had to remove myself from my own house. I was like, and I just took a drive. I went to the park. I sat there and I cried and I prayed and I journal. So I wrote my feelings down. And what's crazy is that we used to journal my kids and I a lot to each other. <clears throat> I give them both a journal and they give it to me back one night. We don't do it every night, but at least we try to do it twice a week. We haven't done it in like six months. But um, that's one thing I realized when I was writing in at the park that I need to start doing with my kids because I feel like they're at this age where I really don't... I know it was hard for me, but I also had different struggles, okay? I was trying to figure out where the fuck I'm sleeping. For my kids... <laughs> I really don't know what it is to have a stable home. What are your struggles? Like, what are you fucking mad about? Because you got food, you got a roof over your head. What are you mad about? What could you be mad about? Because your damn pants didn't go over your ass? Really? Like, what are you mad about? I don't understand. Because I don't ever remember me crying over fucking clothes. Like, it ain't that serious. I'm sorry, I'm cussing up. But still, that's... (laughs) This is your episode. That's the shit that I just... uh, But yeah, it was Sunday. And I felt like a bad mom. And yeah, I felt like a horrible ass mom because I told them to, they were trying to just ask me questions while I was, I was gonna just stay in my room and just 
isolate and it didn't work like that because they were still knocking they were still then I even thought oh I like to take a bath let me take a bath and relax it didn't work either because when I put on the water they heard the water and they're just like mom mom and I'm just like yeah I think I have to leave and I left I left crying I don't even know why I was crying I think I was overwhelmed yeah yeah Yep. Sound like a lot. Sound like a lot. Hey, but yep. you're doing a great job and we appreciate you, especially with everything culture. Oh, Lordy. Um that that's you know, you know, we've had, you know, we usually have a Mother's Day and a Father's Day episode each season. So, you know, you gotta check that out. If you like to come on the next one, I'd love to have some more diversity, <laughs> some more seniors come on as well. But I understand how that vent can happen um on both directions. Um, Lord, I almost forgot my next question. Um, if you could, okay, what would you, what would you rather? Would you rather have your future self come and visit you and give you advice, or you can ask your future self questions, or would you want to go back in the past and talk to your younger self and answer questions and give advice? Can my future self and my younger self meet? Nah, that's not an option because it <laughs> have to involve you. It have to okay. involve you. Well, they're both me, but okay. Um, Hurt you, sorry. Yes. Okay, so I know I'm just bullshitting. Um, oh man. <clears throat> oh, I would have to say. I will want my future self to come and talk to me now because um, there's times where I don't even like feel I'm on the path that I should be on or taking the necessary steps that I need to, you know, to better like my kid's future. So it's just the uncertainty of, am I making the right choices now that I would love to know or what I should change, what I should do differently. So, how do you relax? How a person would... Uh, let me see. I like to take a bath and... Monday. Okay. I'll see you later. Love you. Love you. Bye. My son's leaving with his dad. Oh. <clears throat> um, I like to take a bath. Actually, I like it when my kids are not here. My daughter's here, but when my kids are not here, <laughs> that's when I feel I can relax. So I'll, I'll turn off all the lights. I'll put on, I have these neon lights and then I'll run a bath, put on the music and just so, actually it's like R&B music. It's so weird because I used to hate, like, it's so weird. I think it's just weird how you can see your growth because I used to hate that when all that shit happened to me two years ago with their dad. I used to just hate listening to love songs and I was like, fuck this shit, you know? But now I'm just like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm like, bitch, got this. Like, you're fine. <laughs> so, um, and I soak and then I get out and I'm yeah, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna leave it down. But I like to wear laundry for myself. So treat yourself. Treat yourself. That's all you gotta do. Yeah, and I go to sleep. And I will literally drink wine and go to sleep. 
<laughs> hey, a whole, a whole, what's, what's the folks call a whole vibe? That's a whole ass vibe. I sometimes forget to turn off the radio. I wake up and the shit's still playing. So, or the music. So, um, then, then when I don't have my, that's Friday night, Saturday, then I'll just go out, go out, have a drink, you know? And usually, most of the time, my friends will flake on me, so I'll end up out alone. And they're like, you're not scared? I'm like, I was, but I had to learn. Like, you came you came here alone, girl. You got this. <laughs> make sure, hey, make sure to send this to them so they can hear you, how you be, how they be flaking on you. So you be knowing what's Oh, I tell up. them. I tell them all the time. Okay, okay. I, all the time. I'm like, really? Again? Okay. It's cool. Okay. How you how you feeling? Hey, how's it coming along? Good. Okay, you Good. got five more questions. You knock really? it out. Yeah. It wasn't that difficult. I'm telling you, you're rocking it. Okay. So my favorite question. Okay. What if this would be your last meal? What would it be? And who will prepare the meal for you? And it could be anybody. Anything, anyone. Okay, so this is kind of, I don't think this makes sense, but this is what it is. I absolutely love soul food. Mac and cheese, greens. I love all soul food. I drive to Phoenix to eat better soul food. I drive two hours to go eat. <clears throat> so I would love my Nana to cook for me. The sopita, like um, noodles and like tomato sauce and just her seasoning, whatever the fuck it is. We've learned to make it. I It's like onions, you know, just a bunch of <clears throat> onions, garlic. It's just her special sopita. That supposedly cured everything, right? Mm. So I would like that, but my last meal like I, it would have to be soul food and honestly and this is why i've been wanting to travel and I, i've actually been traveling for my birthday i'll be in houston which you need to help me with because i need to eat all the goods <laughs> hey you know i i got oh my gosh i was just talking about them the other day phil and derrick's oh my gosh i love phil and derrick's phil and derrick's um i'll shoot you I, you know we follow each other on ig this is like I even you know I you know I talk my noise on TikTok and Twitter on IG about uh, sugar grits, but I eat grits in all type of ways. Okay, that's first and foremost. I eat grits all type of ways. My first time liking grits was no more than like six years ago. If that, I just started really eating grits like six years ago. That's a lot of people don't understand. My first time liking them was at Phil and Derrick's, and they had cheese grits and shrimp, and they had a, a soul food buffet. So every Friday they'll have a so I don't know if they still have it or not, but they had a soul food buffet and man, it used to go down through there. It's right near the courthouse. So we'll leave, you know, a hearing, anything of that nature. We'll go down. Shout out to my girl Kashana. Shout out to Quana. And we'll be, oh my goodness, on a Friday with good drinks. They have good soul. They, they can have like the live, live band sometimes. They have a piano right when you walk in. It's and to kind of find out the person from our hometown decorated the interior of the place. So it's like, it's like a lounge with a patio. It, it's really cool spot to chill out. So shout out to Phil and Derek's. Hey, 
And that one's for the free, okay? Like, <laughs> I got to check. Yeah, yeah, I love filling there, seriously. Well, that that's place you told me about down where you're at, that shit. Oh, right. I, I got grits and shrimp. That's why you're talking about it. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to tell you. That's what I ate. Oh yeah, it, it's, it's like I know once one thing about me, I know how to eat. You know, that's something I can make sure I find a spot. But yeah, okay. right. and that's why that's my favorite question too. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. um, what is your favorite holiday? Mm. I would have to say Christmas, okay. um, because it just. Uh, Reminds me of my Nana Clarita and all her traditions that we carry on. Um, Christmas Eve is when my family celebrates it and um, all the cousins, it hasn't happened since COVID, of course, but all the cousins get together and the, the, and this is like, of course, the ones that don't talk to each other, we all get together and um, we have a really good time. There's about like 35 girl cousins and like maybe, maybe 10 boys. So, and then we all have kids. So there's like a, there's a, there's a ton of us. Yeah. I love it. That they kind of remind, oh, I, it's not about me. It's about go me. Ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll, talk, okay. we'll talk about that later. This is your episode right here. Cause I can get on talking about that. So what Don't was your, what forget. was your, what was your favorite year? of Christmas? Like, what was the year that you, like, this was the year? If I ever meet you, I'm gonna punch you for making me cry so much. <laughs> oh, that's why I show cariño, okay? Or affection. <laughs> but if you would have, if, if you would have listened to the the makings, you, if you listen to everything culture, you know it's like this. These know, are the same questions. I, it's like I, I I'm so supportive. I'm like, yay, yay, yay. But I sh- I should be better. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, 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 no. It's no pressure. But I'm let you know. This is good. This is what we do. Hey, well, we you know what? People. I I probably wouldn't agree to it. And this is <laughs> but now we're getting the genuine you, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um I, I would have to say the last Christmas with my nana Clarita. Um and again, I was 10 when she was last here. So um, everybody seemed a lot, well, I mean, I was younger, so I mean, I'm sure there was drama, but everybody seemed a lot happier, a lot more cheerful. Um, there was this, uh, on, on the block that we lived in South Tucson, um, the city of South Tucson, because there's South Tucson and there's a little sector of city of South Tucson. Um, they have this thing called Miracle on 31st Street. So it was like, uh, Santa would come down and they set up like, I mean, they set up these things. It was always, it was like for the less fortunate kids, which we were always, and we would go in line and wait and they stamp our hands and they give us a gift and and a, (laughs) tell me if you know what this is, a trash bag, a brown bag of like nuts and oranges. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh. My Nana would collect all our bags because those were the best oranges. So she cut them up for us. It was just so great. I wish we had tahin back then. I don't think tahin was there, but I fuck up some tahin with oranges all the time now. So, oh yeah. yeah. I like tamarind. That's what I've been, I rock with one of anything else. Tamarind, what's that? It's like a certain type of, 
it's like seasoned fruit. I, it's a type of fruit, but it like they put it on straws. Dang, I only get it from my like my, my hood Latin joints and my spots, and like it's it's like a plum almost. Oh, it's with tamarind. Music. Okay, I know what you're talking about. They're either saladitos mm. or they're dried up plums. Yes, 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 yes. But it's yeah, like they're saladitos. Are they juicy? Well, okay. So, okay, they have the dry part in the spoon, but behind the spoon, it's like this candy that's behind it. And it's like seasoned candy. You can tell it got tamarind in it. And sometimes, like, when you go to spots in that, like, up here, and I never seen it anywhere else, but you go to a spot up here, the straw would be covered with it. And, like... Tamarindo? I guess, I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess that, that may be it. And it's spicy? Yes, yes, that's it. Oh, yes. So in our Costco, well, maybe because it's over here in Arizona by the border, in our Costco, I don't know if yours or Sam's, they have a, a like a tambo, what is a tambo? Um, a bin, like a little circle a jug, bin. A jug, uh-huh. yes, 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 yes. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> good yeah, work, same, good work. Same thing, same thing. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay, well, yeah, I love it. Um, This is one of the questions people usually skip. This is just a new one, too. This is like the fourth time I ask it. Would you like to tell us a secret? Mm, let me see. A secret. I mean, I'm not a natural blonde, but I think you know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. At all. <laughs> I didn't know that. So. Uh, not, my original, my natural hair is light brown. But, fun fact, I only go light because of my skin. So when I'm dark haired, and I actually bought myself a wig to see how I would look back to my natural self, my um, skin pops. It just pops way more than what it is. So Mm. my mouth, it's just, uh, it draws a lot more attention and I'm just, I'm kind of low key. I just I'm like a little subtle. Yeah, I, this is I do it. I mean, I love it now. If it's grown on me, but I originally did the blonde hair to calm down my skin tone because I was already a light skinned person. But these white spots are hella white, so it made my brown spots look darker, which is fine. I mean, I don't care. I I love who I am now. I, it's grown on me. I've accepted it. I fell into a super deep depression for like four years when it started. So, but I did a lot to try to fix it. I thought I could do steroids, pills from China, just a bunch of stuff that I realized like, girl, this is who you are. <laughs> My mother did the same thing. Trust me. Yeah. I, I was, once again, we ain't talking about me tonight. We'll talk about that later, but that's a conversation. You better remember, you better be jotting some notes because I'm going to ask. Oh, we'll chop it up. We'll chop it up. Once again, and we, and we do have the bakers of Mr. D7132. But. But these questions are bouncing off of my comments, so I need to know those. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. So, last three. How would you like people, how would you want people to remember you? Um, as like uh, as a loving passionate selfless uh, woman 
just someone that would give, you know, I'm all, I'm always there to listen to like, so I would just want somebody, want them to remember me as the most genuine person or one of the most genuine persons that they meet. And I've learned to live um, in a lot more positive light this past two years. So that too. Love it, love it, love it. What changes do you want to see in your culture? Man. Honestly, unity within itself, because there's a lot of, it's a lot of like, if you're a dark brown Mexican or if you're a light brown Mexican, it's like you be, they themselves treat you like you're white. They themselves kind of like exile you to be this you like they assume you get these privileges they assume you live this other type of lifestyle um just unity in general like understand we all come from the same struggles i know a lot of people have different struggles but it doesn't mean it doesn't it really doesn't mean that you got to treat people like shit. i mean lately just the examples of my daughter's softball team girls it blows my mind how mean and they're I want to say 90% Hispanic girls maybe like three white girls and the rest were black girls and it's just it's always split like it's just even I'm talking just just the Mexican chicks just the Latina it's always a split like between the ones that speak perfect Spanish and the ones that speak Spanglish and the ones that speak no damn Spanish. It's always a battle. So it's like, and that's what you get too. I mean, it happened to me in high school. In general, I just feel like I'm not a fluent Spanish speaker, but I can cuss your ass out in Spanish and I can get by at the store. <laughs> you make it. Yeah, so that's what I would like. Just unity in general. I mean, I think that should happen in this world, but just in general, I guess within my people, yeah. My, I guess I didn't tell you this part, but my mom's dad um, is native. He never registered his kids, his 11 kids. So in turn, my mom couldn't register us. So we're a, de we're a uh, descendant to that. Um, I work for the tribe. So uh, the same tribe that, that he, that they say he is, but we grew up in the culture too. I mean, on the reservation, there's certain pueblo, um, pueblos, uh, towns within Tucson that have um, like the new Pascua. It's, it's Pascua Yaqui is the is the native um, tribe. Is so there's like new Pascua, there's old Pascua, and then there's Barrio uh, Libre Pascua. So we grew up in South Tucson, in Barrio Libre. So it's just different. It's just uh, within itself and within the native culture, it's a lot more um, strenuous against each other. Like if you're not related to the main people, I guess you're kind of looked down upon. So there's just a lot, I guess unity would be one of the words for every, to kind of like sum up everything, acceptance. Well, that that's, sounds great to me, I tell you that. So. Last question, and it kind of brings in 
what changes you want to see in your culture, but what are you doing different than the people before you? Um, what am I doing different? I'm healing. Hmm. I'm using my voice. Not to say I don't cuss out my kids every now and then, but I'm using my voice in the most <laughs> appropriate way that I've learned. And I really think DCS has helped me so much realize it brought up a lot of stuff that stirred the pot that I was like, ooh, that's me. My God, I gotta go get, I gotta fix myself before I Doesn't go in front of my kids. Like, damn, I'll be coming from me like that. But anyway, it's, yeah, I would say healing, therapy. Uh, my kids are in therapy. Um, I think, what am I saying differently? I'm voicing my opinion in the best appropriate way possible with my parents. We were, you know, we were taught to be seen, not heard. We were taught to, when grown folks are talking, get out the fucking kitchen or, you know, leave the area. We were taught, there's a lot of similarities. It's just like, I talked to my friends and we were all kind of raised the same. So now I try to teach like, what is that they call it, soft parenting? I talk a lot to my kids. I talk a lot to my kids. And then of course, when they're, I'm like, okay, so this talking shit ain't working. So what do you want me to do? Like, do you want, they've seen the crazy ass mom. So you want her to come out? And then after that, I'm like, let's not do that because I don't even like her. Keep her in the so, back, keep her locked up. Yeah, she belongs, <laughs> she belongs back there. So yeah, but that's what I think I'm doing differently. I mean, I'm a work in progress, definitely. I. There's a lot to learn. And we appreciate it. And we appreciate you allowing us to learn a little bit more about you here on the makings of Melissa. Um, so Melissa, if you're trying to be found, if the people out here that's listening to our voices and watching us on the YouTube, where can people find Melissa through social media? If you're trying to be found, if you're trying to be found. Yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm so new to social media, but it's funny because I have all the social medias and that probably sounds like an old lady thing to say because <laughs> I still do not, I'm learning literally, you guys have taught me so much on Twitter. I'm like, I barely started commenting. Like who the fuck have you seen? Yes, I'm, like, I, I'm telling you, I've learned so much in the past like three weeks. It's crazy. So I'm supposed to say my name on what did it see? I don't even know. What's your at? Yeah. If you can't remember, I can throw it up there later. Um, I know one is, I think TikTok is at mail, mails. Oh, beat. my at is mperez0325. That's Twitter. What was the other one? Oh, yeah, I, TikTok is mail B or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's Snapchat, I think, isn't it? I don't do Snapchat. Well, I do Snapchat, but I don't do Snapchat no more. Snapchat is about to be deleted. So, is it? <laughs> for me. Uh, oh, okay. And Instagram is Mel underscore B underscore S underscore Bettis. That's a long ass one. <laughs> so we go, we go hook it up right here. But yeah, um, but yeah that's how y'all can find 
uh, Miss Miss Melissa here. Uh, once again, we got to say thank y'all for tuning in with us with everything culture for the makings of Melissa. You know, you can find us anywhere you listen to a podcast. Make sure you share this with your folks. You know, that's the big thing you can say. We're going to be stepping into season four very soon. Melissa will be an upcoming guest on one of our series, and we're so excited about it. So, if y'all have any questions y'all looking for us, make sure to check us out at www.everythingculture.com and make sure to check out the new merchandise as well. But we want to say thank you all and God bless. Peace. God bless. What's happening, good people? It's your host, Drake, the Mr. D713 with Everything Culture. Just letting you know, thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Makings of You. We greatly appreciate your support. We look forward to more support in season four. Make sure you check out www.everythingculture.com for our new merchandise, as well as check out all of our social media sites from Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and IG. We're all over. We greatly appreciate your support, and we look forward to seeing y'all in the next episode. Peace.